Welcome back to Living Richer. As always, I'm your host, Mark Shimkovitz. And in today's episode, we're going to be taking a little bit of a different approach. I'm going to be speaking with Carol De Silva. Carol is a member of our team here at Living Richer. And we're just going to be having a conversation about some of the challenges that people are having in this current environment. The reality that inflation has impacted people's ability to save and invest. You know, the impacts of inflation are seen in a lot of different areas. Housing affordability is certainly something uh, that's impacting a lot of people, whether it's buying or renting higher interest rates, the impacts on mortgages. So we're going to look at strategies to help you stay on track. We have some uh, tools for you. We're going to have some templates and links to those because it really is a very challenging time. Carol and I are going to cover a lot of different topics and uh, hopefully provide you with some uh, tips that you can take away and get started with on your own. So without any further ado, cue the music. Welcome to Living Richer with Mark Shimkovitz, Vice President at Raymond James Private Client Group, one of Canada's largest independent investment firms. In this podcast, he'll share with you the things you need to know and things you need to do to build a smart financial plan. Follow along with Mark and learn how to invest wisely, avoid financial mistakes, and navigate life's curveballs without fear. Now, let's get started. So, Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Yes. Uh, and we're it's been a little while. Have, yeah. And, and sorry, uh, for those listeners uh, who aren't aware, where have you been? <laughs> um, so uh, I've been away having a baby. <laughs> um, I've been back at work since February, more or less. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm thrilled to be back on the podcast for another episode. And as I said, we are thrilled to have you here. So Thank what did we, we today we want to talk about some of what the concerns that people have nowadays, you know, the economy, inflation, interest rates, uh, yeah. concerns over housing costs. I mean, it, there's so many things that people are worried about. For sure. Um, it, what are some of the things that you're hearing? Yeah, affordability seems to definitely be top of mind for a lot of people. Um, I know, at least in my social circles and, you know, with some of our clients, um, we're just so flooded with negativity. Uh, Definitely a lot of it is warranted. You know, uh, we're seeing record high inflation, um, rising interest rates, and everyone's talking about this impeding recession. Um, So it's no surprise that we're all feeling a little bit hesitant about things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what you know people really want to know is how can we stay on track to meet our financial goals when there, there's so much negativity around finances around us right now? Yeah. Well, you know, ha- having been in the business for a, a long time, I don't want to say how many years, <laughs> but uh, I've certainly seen, you know, as we would say, the disaster du jour. You yeah. Know, when, when I started back in the um, mid '90s, uh, 1994 was a year of tremendous rising interest rates. Not a lot of people are aware of that, but it was very similar to what we've seen now, and that caused bond markets to go down. Um, you know, I, we've seen major stock market corrections, like in 2000 with the dot com bust, and mm-hmm. 2008, and and there's always issues, and there's always concerns and things to worry about. 
And, and I think that that's kind of the point is that there's always going to be a disaster that we're either coming out of, living through, or maybe just around the corner. And one of the things that people can't do is focus on being reactionary. I think it's so important to be proactive and, and understand, you know, what's going on out there are things that are outside of my control. Yeah. Uh, what are the things that are inside of my control? And if inflation or, um, you know, rising housing costs, which are obviously tied to inflation, are impacting you, what are the things that I can control either in my uh, spending or my saving strategies that can help alleviate some of those concerns, but of course, not necessarily take me off track? Yeah, for sure. I mean, even me personally, like I know that having, uh, you know, having to have renegotiated your mortgage in the last little while, you would probably have had a big impact to your monthly um, costs. So that's all I think really, really important is to figure out how you can now shift focus. Um, I know that in episode three of our podcast, we took a, a deeper dive into how to do a fulsome financial discovery. We're going to link that episode in the show notes um, below. So if you if you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, we really recommend it. Um, so I think, you know, going through that exercise is really important, especially in times like this. Um, taking a, another look at your budget. Um, and yeah, maybe if you can just walk us through maybe how we can shift focus in our budget if you're finding that your budget's a little leaner this year. Well, and, and I think that, you know, Look, going through that discovery process is often something somebody does at the very beginning. They say, you know, I'm going to develop a financial plan and, and, you know, where am I today? What are my, what's my income and what are my assets and liabilities and, and, you know, what are my long term goals? But the problem or the, I shouldn't say necessarily the problem, the thing with financial plans is that almost as soon as they're written, they're out of date because things change. Mm -hmm. So it is so very important to continue to uh, come back to it and revisit it and say, okay, well, that's where I was last year or two years ago when, you know, I was creating the financial plan. What's going on now? And I think that, you know, from a savings strategy, although it's important to remember, you know, what are my long-term goals? I'm, you know, saving for retirement or saving for my kids' education or, or whatever that may be. You know, sometimes the short-term reality is that you need to focus maybe on your emergency fund. You know, if times are getting tough and, and you know, uh, income is getting to the point where you're not necessarily able to meet all of your saving and spending objectives, um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to say, you know, forego your retirement plan, uh, but it's important to prioritize uh, all of the things that you are saving and working towards. And, and an emergency fund when times are tough is important. You want to make sure that that's fully funded in the event that we do end up in recession and, and someone loses their job. Um, yeah, that's a good point. But, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, prioritizing goals for sure. I'm glad you brought that up because I um, had to, wanted to you know mention as well that we've talked a lot about goal setting in a previous episode as well, episode two. And uh, I think that's really important to figure out which goals um, should someone prioritize when they're at kind of 
this kind of stage um, financially. And uh, yeah, if you can maybe talk us a little bit through that, which goals would you say are absolute necessary um, and which ones maybe, you know, if you need to put on hold for a year, you know, it's not the end of the world potentially. Yeah. And, and you know, it, I don't want to say I can't do that, but the, but the issue is that, you know, goals for someone who's in their 20s or 30s, uh, as opposed to goals for someone, uh, you know, myself in my 50s, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm obviously, you know, still a long way off from retirement, but a lot closer than somebody in their 20s. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think that that's kind of the point is that yes. everyone really needs to understand that there are a lot of goals and priorities. And, and I know we have a, a priorities checklist that we, you know, provide to clients. And so to say that, you know, saving for your child's education when they're one or two years old, um, it's still a a longer term goal. And maybe Mm -hmm. giving that up, you know, for a year or so and trying to catch up with that is a lot easier to do than if, you know, if they're heading off to university next year and you absolutely need that money. uh, Same thing with retirement. You know, it's it's not something that you can uh, ne- that you have to necessarily deal with every year if your priority is sort of just staying afloat. Yeah. So you know, I, I think that a good starting point for anyone is to be somewhat you know uh, reflective on their life and their priorities and say, you know, here's the things that I you know I really need to do. I really need to focus on the fact that my mortgage is coming up for renewal next year. And I know what interest rates are like, and and I can very easily do the calculation and say, you know, here's what's going to happen when that mortgage comes up. Don't allow these things to, you know, that you can kind of see coming down the, the down the track ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Don't allow yourself to be oblivious to it until you get to the point where you can't and and it's right there in front of you. Um, So, you know, depending on your own unique situation, uh, your own unique life, it's very important to say, these are the things that are most important to me. How do I address it? And then that's sort of the next step is, you know, we, we go through client with clients, the 3D process discover, design, and deploy. So when we're in the financial planning or revisiting our financial plan, that discovery stage is that, where am I today? Um, The design is saying, okay, what are the things that I need to do um, that can help me meet those priorities? And then most importantly, the deploy, putting it into action. So often people say, okay, I, I know where I am today. Uh, okay, I know what I need to do. Uh, but then sometimes doing it is a little bit, you know, more challenging. So it really is so vitally important for people to go through all three steps, discover, design, deploy. And then, you know, it's not part of the 3D. It's completing yeah. that circle and revisiting, always coming back to where am I today? Should I be making any changes? How, what what are the priorities? And then putting those changes, you know, into action. Yeah, and I think one important thing you mentioned was the time horizon element. Um, I wanted to just kind of stress that again, because when you're trying to evaluate what your priorities are, maybe if you're at a point where um, you can't prioritize every goal, (laughs) I think thinking of the time horizon is definitely, uh, you know, a good way to kind of figure out which ones should take priority as well. 
you yeah. have a bit of a, a longer time horizon, obviously, um, maybe you can cut back on that, on saving for that goal a little bit. Um, Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think that, um, you know, there's people who are in that savings stage of life, the accumulation stage of life, and mm-hmm. people who are later in their uh, investing in savings and are now in the decumulation. So they're drawing on their capital. Yeah. Uh, you know, higher interest rates are beneficial, but we are also dealing with higher rates of inflation. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for a lot of those folks, you know, taking a step back and looking at your investment strategy. And, you know, we know, again, markets go up and down, economies grow, economies shrink. So, you know, if we say that these things have happened before, they're going to happen again, how do I get through these short term, um, you know, these, these short periods of time when things are tough is within your investment strategy, say, well, how much money am I spending every year? How much money would I need to keep set aside in order to meet all of my needs for the next two, three, four years, the shorter term, um, and making sure that you've got money in very safe, secure investments, mm-hmm. cat interest and dividend generating investments. Uh, people say, you know, the markets are going down. But if you're not concerned uh, about the markets going down, because all of your market tied investments are longer term, then you're you're sort of uh, you have that comfort in knowing that I can weather the ups and downs because my portfolios are designed in such a way that I don't need to worry about it. In terms of, yeah, you were talking about decumulation. Um, are there any other sort of opportunities you would um, kind of highlight for people to look out for uh, during a time like right now? Um, are there any other things they should be thinking about? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, it, it, no, and 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 I and I like that question because it it is so wide ranging. And you know, in terms of interest generating investments, I, I think some of the things that people need to think about is you know how am I getting the income from my investments? Um, in other words, if I'm only looking at if I'm comfortable with a certain amount of risk uh, and maybe have a higher percentage of money that I say is shorter term, but is invested in securities that require selling. And, you know, that that's OK, too. All of your investments don't need to be interest bearing investments. And then someone says, you know, I'm I'm generating this amount of interest. It's not I'm not able to meet my goals. Uh, selling investments for capital gains. That's another strategy, you know, and we're coming into the end of the year now. It's beginning of October. Um, it's kind of at that point where a lot of people are reevaluating their portfolio with regards to year end tax loss selling. Uh, so, you know, you're redoing your investment strategy uh, at this time of year can have that uh, extra benefit. You're able to rebalance your portfolio, uh, take advantage of year-end tax loss selling. If you want to have investments that are much more income-oriented, you can uh, rebalance your portfolio in that direction. Again, if you, you're comfortable with um, a little bit more risk and owning a higher amount of equities within your portfolio, that's okay too, because then you can sell off investments, as I said, as we come into the end of the year. So, um, 
you know, I, I think that there's a lot of, I don't know if that necessarily answers the question. No, I think that's a good point. And I know that we're going to go into more detail on other um, year-end tax planning uh, tips and opportunities uh, in our next episode. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for connecting. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was fun. We're, we're definitely going to be do. We're definitely going to be doing more of, of our uh, podcasts together. And yeah. um, you know, even if we stumble through this a little bit, I'm sure all of our listeners appreciate the fact that uh, you know we're, we're learning and growing right along with them. Yeah, this has been a fun adventure, and um, yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay, well, Thanks so much, Mark. Well, and thank you. And uh, thanks to everyone who's listening. And, you know, be sure to, if you're not already connected with us, connect with us on LinkedIn. We're on social media, living.richer on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> That's right. At living.richer. I'll put all our handles in the show notes as well in case uh, you want to check out our profile and follow us livingricherwealth.com and we also of course have our bi-weekly newsletter that we put out and that's something that's available for anyone to subscribe to and you can do that through our website livingricherwealth.com exactly yeah all right I look forward to doing this again all right bye for now bye Information in this podcast is from sources believed to be reliable. However, we cannot represent that it is accurate or complete. It is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Raymond James advisors are not tax advisors, and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax-related matters. The views are those of Mark Chimpovitz and not necessarily those of Raymond James Limited. Investors considering any investment should consult with their investment advisor to ensure that it is suitable for the investor's circumstances and risk tolerance before making any investment decision. Securities-related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, which is not a member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. 